Welcome to Pilot Season, the program that looks at the first episode of television programs. Every week, our panel of experts reviews both comedy and drama shows. If you're a fan of classic comedies such as Gilligan's Island, Married with Children, and The Honeymooners, or newer classics such as Lost, The Sopranos, The X-Files, and Breaking Bad, this is the place. Every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern, this program is simulcasted on both Facebook and YouTube, which allows the viewers to be a part of the fun. And now, here are your hosts of Pilot Season. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Pilot Season. This is episode number eight. I am your host, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm happy to be here. And I'm joined by the crew. All right. All right. All right. And we're going to start with the ladies first. Tori, how are you doing, Tori? I'm great. I'm excited about this episode. Yes, me too. Me too. All right, Renee. How are you doing, Renee? I'm good. How are you? Excellent, excellent, excellent. And of course, Olaf. How are you doing, Olaf? Hey, I am doing great. It's like, can't wait to get into this episode. All right, all right. So tonight's episode, uh, we will be focusing on the series The X-Files. Uh, yes, Agents Mulder and Scully uh, will be talked about tonight. And I'm looking forward to it. As people know, this was the first show that I was obsessed about. I watched the show religiously. Uh, when it was it, when it was on Sundays, people knew not to don't don't bother me. <laughs> don't bother me on Sundays. It's like, no, I don't talk to me. Don't call me. I don't want, I, you know, I don't want uh, no conversation with anybody. Okay, so the, the show uh, debuted in September 10th. Uh, 1993, um, which I was in high school then. Uh, the show was created by Chris Carter, not the football player, but uh, the, the TV show producer. Um, and it stars Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny uh, in the leads. Um, just a little background about this show is uh, Fox, it debuted on Friday night, which is like kind of the dead zone for a TV show. Uh, shows generally don't do well on Fridays. And um, The X-Files was an afterthought. There was another show called Briscoe County Junior, which debuted the same night as The X-Files. And that was the thing that, that was the show that the network put all their might behind. And The X-Files was kind of like this other thing. And uh, what happened was when those shows both premiered, it was the X-Files, which was the runaway hit and not Briscoe County Jr. And the funny thing is uh, I was interviewing one of the producers of Briscoe County Jr., uh, a guy named John Worth. And I, I brought that story up during his interview and his response was, yeah, thank you uh, uh, for reminding me of that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it. it like, you know, that might be, uh, you know, uh, it's a you know it's a great story for the X Files and X Files fans, but maybe not the greatest story for um, people that were involved in the other <laughs> show. Wah, so, wah. <laughs> yeah, and that star that show starred Bruce Campbell uh, as Briscoe County Jr. But uh, anyway, so uh, so the X Files ran on Fox. It ran for many seasons. I think eleven in total. Over you know, um, obviously they had a long break. And then uh, a couple of years ago, they did a 10th and an 11th season. But they also had two movies. And uh, it was, you know, I talked about this show, how important it was to the landscape of television. We already had Twin Peaks, which I believe is the really the beginning of, of the change. Um, in the biggest moment in television. I mean, there's everything leads up to to get to a Twin Peaks. The Twin Peaks was the big blip on the radar that changed everything. And then following that was the X-Files. The X-Files was, it just blew it open. And TV was never the same after the X-Files. So um, let's talk about it. So before I get into character breakdowns and whatnot, um, 
a show of hands and Olaf, you can say my hand is raised if this applies to you. When the show was on originally, how many of you guys actually watched the show? A few episodes, but not religiously. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I remember some of them, but I didn't watch faithfully either. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. All right. So uh, me, I didn't even start watching it until the fourth season. Um, I tried to watch the second season premiere because everybody was talking about it, but because I didn't have no context for what happened before, uh, it just kind of was lost to me. Uh, I remember the episode was named Little Green Men, and I remember thinking, this is, I didn't get what was going on or whatever, but of course, once you see it in context, then it's like a great episode, but I remember just going, ah, I'm good on this, you know? <laughs> uh, but it, it really wasn't till the fourth season, and it was when the show came out on Laserdisc, Believe it or not, I had a laser disc player and I wanted something to watch. And this was like kind of after laser disc was a thing. And um, the only thing that I could afford was episodes of the X Files. So I bought, you know, I think they released half of the first season on laser disc. So, like, we're talking about 12 episodes. And I just became hooked on it. This is in between the third and fourth season. And then after that, I was like, oh, I just, had to watch the show so i became obsessed with one you know following the show and and whatnot so um but anyway so let's let's get into it and we're going to start off uh you know we'll get the character breakdowns pretty fast uh on this episode because there's really two episodes two characters to focus on mainly and this guy right here is uh um all right I, i'll give someone a cookie if they can say what this character's name is Molder. Molder. Dang. Okay. His whole name or what? <laughs> yeah. What's his What's his whole name? Does anybody know his first name? I don't remember. It's like uh, Agent uh -oh. Fo a Agent Molder. Agent Molder. <laughs> uh oh, something happened with my screen. Uh oh. Uh, I don't know what just happened. My screen. Do, just I, went. do I get the cookie now? It's Agent Molder. <laughs> yeah. FBI. Yeah. Uh, Tori. PhD. Tori. I, I forget. Gonna, Tori's gonna hand out. I don't know. About <laughs> the cookies. Yeah, my, yeah, I'm gonna hand out the cookies. Am I looking up uh, what's Mulder's first name? No, it's Fox Mulder. Uh, that's what I was. I thought I was gonna say that, and then I was like, no, that's not it. That's not it. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what just happened. My screen just one of my screens just went out. Uh, so let me. Sorry about that. That's why I had to stop showing. So let me share on another screen. Please hold for the moment. We are having technical difficulties. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I know, man. That's the X, In that's X Files for sure. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Yeah. Fox Mulder was, is his name. And um, let's start off. You know, well, let's start off with you, Tori. Um, what's your thoughts on Agent Mulder? Well, he's sexy. I always thought David Duchovny was sexy. Um, I liked his. I liked how he was considered like a profiler before like profilers and FBI were really a big thing. This is before Criminal Minds. You know, this is before all that stuff. So, like, to know his history and he was always kind of an outcast and he had a psychology degree and he's super smart. But like, why is he hold himself up in in the oblivion? You know, like there's so much that they show in the first episode that you want to know more about him. With you know, like they're giving you little Easter eggs on who he really is. But you know, as as we progress in the season, we see how batshit crazy he really is. But right now, we just think he's semi batshit crazy. Like, is he really? Is this really happening? Or <laughs> that was that was the whole that was me watching this whole first episode. Me and Scully were like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, we'll go with you, Renee. Uh, what's your thoughts on Mulder? Um, I thought it was well for me interesting. I guess because I didn't remember the pilot, but um, I know I watched the show, but I didn't remember the pilot. But it seemed like I guess he was the leader. So it, um, he kind of like um, Scully was like Tori was saying. She was like, "Well, why is why is that happening? Or what's happening?" But he wouldn't really say anything. 
and she would just see it as it, I guess, came out. So I thought that was interesting that he, as the the leader, mentor, whatever he was to her, that um, he played that role. And she knew as much as she did about him um, when she was starting out. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one thing is that he's definitely good at his job and he's well respected mm -hmm. for his ability. But they just, you know, they because of his interest in the X-Files, they look at him, you know, weird, crazy. Weird. Like it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's like and since and like yeah. she knew a lot about his background and everything and they wanted him to they wanted her to spy on him to find out if mm -hmm. what he's doing is actually, you know, real or if they were just wondering if the cheese done slid off the cracker. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. He's cheesed and fell off the cracker. It's like cheese done slid off the cracker. Yep. <laughs> and then as the episode, uh, you know, progresses and gets to the end or gets, you know, well, a little more than halfway through, mm -hmm. then Scully is kind of like, well, yeah, he might be on to something. So, Cheese is still on the cheese is still on the cracker. He's not lost <laughs> it yet. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um yeah, I you know, Mulder's a iconic I iconic character. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so much that can be said about his character and and uh you know, he's kind of like the patron saint of nerds, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, is, uh, yeah. is Mulder. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, so all right, so um, and we'll get into it because I know this show very well. So, uh, but we, we're going to stick with the pilot for now, and then we'll get into you know as we go on. All right, so uh, we will go with you once again, uh, Olaf, uh, mm. Dana Scully. Uh, what are your thoughts on her? Uh, it's like very smart, accomplished, um, task driven. You know, has to be, and it's like in kind of like as she pointed out, numbers. She looks at everything in a, in a scientific, um, you know, scientific ways. In other words, if it can't be proved scientifically, then it maybe doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not there. It's not, it's just false. And what was it? She was a, oh yeah, she went to, it's like went to school for a doctor or to be a doctor, graduated or was going to graduate to a doctor and they pulled her uh, to the FBI to right. be an agent, to be an agent. So she's, <coughs> she has the scientific background. Plus she has medical background too. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the, the great things about her. And they were able to use that quite a bit to the advantage on the, on the show is uh, her, her skills, her skill set. Um, all right. So let's go, let's go to you, um, Renee, uh, your thoughts mm -hmm. about Dana Scully. Um, yeah, I thought it would, um, the fact that she had never practiced medicine, but, you know, that was what she went to school for, and then she was able to use it on this episode. I thought that was cool. And how she taught, you know, told her, like, family dynamic of how she ended up in the FBI and, you know, her mom, <laughs> what her mom felt about it. So I guess, you know, I could kind of relate to that. Like, you kind of, you're still going to do what you want to do, but you have the the family looking at well we went to school for this like why so you know I, I guess it's interesting to see how whatever whatever she learned in school she could put to use in this uh, role yeah uh and one thing too she got the the character got the name scully because the um chris carter the creator of the show is mm -hmm. from los angeles and uh and he's a dodger fan and uh, everybody knows me. I'm a big Dodger fan as well. And the longtime announcer for the the Dodgers was a guy named Vin Scully. And so he named her last name for Vin Scully, who was the voice of God in L.A., you know, for many years. He's uh, retired just recently. He's, I believe he's in his 90s now. Um, and he's still alive, too, even after he retired. So, But that's where the name comes from, Scully. And I believe Fox... Uh, I believe was a family name. That's where he, uh, or Mulder, I'm sorry, was a family name. And I believe Fox might have been somebody else's name or something to that effect. All right. So um, I think it was Tori. Uh, your thoughts on um, on Dana Scully? She's very pretty. She's very accomplished. 
and she's very polished. She's a very right brain individual or left brain individual. And Mulder's a very right brain individual. So it's interesting their dynamic from the start, you know? Like she appreciates his humor, which can be pretty cheesy at times. So I can I can appreciate that from her. Like she kind of puts up with him a little bit. <laughs> and you kind of see that in this episode, like really we're gonna do it this way but she trusts him not mm -hmm. knowing him she already has this trust in him and i think that's very interesting their dynamic is very interesting and uh, and i'm gonna get to uh a fun fact about the casting of her uh but i want to say that there's there's three big um lines taglines that come from the show and we see it one in the back uh that i want to believe that poster is a very famous poster. Uh, the I want to believe poster. Um, so I want to believe, trust no one, and the truth is out there. Those are the the big. Uh, if you watch the show, you know those three phrases are are synonymous with the show. But uh, I've always wanted a I want to believe poster. For some reason, I never ended up getting one. So or a T-shirt maybe with I want to believe on it or something like that might be cool. I know your Christmas mm. gift this year. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Go. I love it. 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 Now, here's a fun fact, and um, this is totally true. Uh, and Olaf will definitely appreciate this story. Mm. That that the the you know um, the creator of the show. Uh, well, they said David Duchovny was an easy sell, right? Um, they, they, it wasn't hard to convince them to hire him, right? Now, Jillian Anderson was difficult, and they didn't want Jillian Anderson because the Fox execs didn't think she was hot enough. So they wanted someone who was hot, and they wanted you're gonna laugh. The person they wanted, they they tried to get uh, Chris Carter to hire, was uh. Pamela Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because that's like when she was hot, right? Yeah. <laughs> and but to play this role? <laughs> right. I mean, that is a 100% true story was they wanted, they pushed him to, because he was like, you know, he hadn't been that big uh, success yet, uh, Chris Carter. And they almost got their wish, but he he stuck to his guns. And thank God. I, no disrespect to Pamela Anderson, but I just don't see her playing this role. You know, like I I really don't see it. They got the right person to play the part. So, but I I would like though in this um in a uh, in a alternative universe uh, to see that if that's that uh, show, <laughs> of, uh, you know, of Pamela Anderson and um, and uh, David Duchovny. Or, or you know what? Maybe, maybe uh, The Rock or somebody will play the uh, Mulder. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Anyway, so uh, so the show, the show uh, lasted for like like I said many years, and uh, so let's talk about the actual first episode. And I think it's it does a really good job in my estimation of establishing the relationship between Mulder and Scully. Uh, remember in the very beginning, Scully is kind of put there as a watchdog over Mulder. You mm -hmm. know, they want to keep their eye on Mulder and that's kind of what she does. So in the beginning, uh, Mulder doesn't really trust Scully for good reason. And, uh, you know, there's a point where her bosses tell her, to um, you know, she asked her bosses like, "What do you want me to do?" And then he, she said, "Just use your your scientific background to uh, you know, because I think she wanted to know if was she there to debunk Mulder." And um, I would be reminisced if I don't mention a character that we see. Uh, we actually um, get very little of of him in this pilot episode. Give me a second. I'm trying to cue it up. I don't have it on my, my other screen. Because uh, there's only, in this episode, there's only really three of the, the uh, characters that would go on to be on the show. And uh, I will give out another cookie if you guys can tell me what's this character's name. 
Because he's the cigarette man. Right. Oh, that's Fred. <laughs> that is, uh, he's known as the George? cigarette. He's known as the cigarette smoking man or cancer man. That's his, uh, his, uh, his nickname on the show. And uh, he was only supposed to be just in this one episode, but they, they, I believe that he doesn't even reappear until like near the end of the season. And then they just kept using him. And uh, his name is William B. Davis. And uh, during the run of the show, I actually, uh, I actually met him at a movie theater I worked at. And it was pretty, it was really cool. Like he was like a rock star. You know, at the time he was like kind of a rock star. So, mm-hmm. you know, and he's really cool. And, uh, but, um, and, and I'll tell another X Files story of meeting somebody from the show uh, later in the show. But yeah, that's uh, Cigarette Smoking Man. Do you guys, uh, does, do any of you guys remember anything about this character at all? Well, he's the, he's the guy, the head guy of the X Files, right? So, like, he, he's the one that gives Mulder his assignments. No. And- no, 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 no. He's a he's like a bad guy. He's the bad guy on the show. He's like oh, a, okay. Because the, the head guy, his his boss was named Skinner, who was not in this episode. But oh, you're right. You're right. He's you're the right. bald the yeah. bald guy. But yeah. no, he's kind of like the the villain. Well, the cancer guy kind of like it's like that guy there. He just kind of he kind of lurks around in the corners and on the side, you know, just kind of. What I notice, like in the office, he's like back in the corner when she comes in and then walks up and goes to the other corner. So it's kind of like he's, you know, there but trying to not be there or something. There, there's a great line in the second season, and I, I don't want to get too far off the pilot, but I got to bring this up because I use this all the time. And there was a character named Crycheck who eventually would become a villain on the show, but at the time he was kind of, you know, just I mean he, he was I guess he was always kind of a flunky until he wasn't a flunky. But so um, so see the cigarette smoking man or cancer man had him doing, you know, this under, you know, had him doing work, but he didn't tell him what he was, what he was really up to. So he was just having him carry out stuff. So finally, Crycheck goes to the a cancer man and he says, he says to cancer man, he says, uh, you know, I really want to know what I'm doing. Uh, and he, and um, cancer man's response was, uh, he says, um, no, he says, I have rights, right? And the cancer man says, you have no rights. You just have orders to be carried out. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I've said that to many kids, like my <laughs> nephews and stuff. When they try to do the uh, the rights thing, I'm like, you have no rights. You don't have <laughs> orders to be carried out. Uh, and they hated that line, too. And they didn't know where it came from, but it came from uh, this character right here. So, They're going to hear it later and think they stole it from you. Right, right. And, and it's so gangster, too, by the way. But, <laughs> but anyway, so all right, in this episode, Mulder and Scully meet, and uh, they quickly go on a on a mission, or a, on a get on a case, not a mission, but uh, and there's a, you know, there's some kids that uh, possibly may be involved in the uh, abduction. And uh, one thing that happens in this episode, and we can kind of go around this, uh, Renee knows this for certain. I'm not the best flyer, <laughs> right? I don't no, like flying. Yeah, I, I hate flying. <laughs> I hate flying. I do it because I have to, but if I if I could not ever fly, I'd be fine, right? I've never gotten used to it. I've been flying since I was a child. I just I'm so glad when the flight is over. I hate flying, right? So you're uh, a white you're a white knuckle flyer then, huh? Oh my god. <laughs> you know what sad is? I can't go to sleep on a damn plane. I tried every trick. <laughs> I've tried every trick besides <laughs> having someone knock me out, you know. But I, I mean I've tried the whole uh not sleep the day before and oh, then wow. I, I you know i remember one time just as a side note i go to sleep on a flight right and i know i slept hard i'm going to chicago right in this flight and i i'm like oh man i wake up i'm sitting there like man i know i must have i must have been a couple of hours sleep so i turned to my cousin who was riding with me and i said um and how long was i out he's like 10 <laughs> 10 minutes 
<laughs> yeah, you you wake oh, up, wow. you think you're you think you're in Chicago, and then you look out and you're like, damn, you we're still on the. It's like Billy, California. We just, we just made it to the runway. Dang. Oh man, yeah. I was like, it felt like I was asleep for hours, but I woke up. I was like, oh god, I have another mm -hmm. four, four hours on this flight. But so the scene where they're on the plane, and it goes haywire. Uh, <laughs> Definitely was frightening for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely, and it's so funny because uh, Mulder is the kind of asshole I hate on the uh, on the flight. <laughs> on the plane. Because while everything's going haywire, he's all chill. He's all he's like, like, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm sitting there like, you know, I'm sitting there like, and hopefully, uh, if I'm ever fine with anybody on this panel. <laughs> uh, don't look don't think badly of me because if that happened while i was on there i don't care i've been through turbulence a lot i never got used to it it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i start thinking the worst oh this shit's going well, down now yeah just so you feel a little better mm -hmm. now when when it comes to me and planes mm -hmm. um I'm a molder. <laughs> I'm like going, oh, what was that? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. turn back and it's like, you know, roll back over. Come I'm in the middle. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, um, I'm not scared, but when the turbulence part comes in, I'm like, okay, this is it. But I'm okay flying. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm Scully. Like Scully was like me, basically. In this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, when yeah, when it bounced, buddy, she was she had a death grip on that. Yeah. On the armor armrest. Yeah. And he was just as cool as a cucumber. Just like really, like smiling but, and all that, laying down. But but uh, a friend told me though. He said, you know, he said this is when you. When when you see the flight attendants getting nervous, that's when mm, you should be nervous. That's when you were, yeah. Yeah, if they're cool and they're chill, then more than likely everything's okay. fine. <laughs> you know, so but that it still doesn't work though. So don't don't judge me, you guys. Don't judge me. It's like no no judgment. It's like no judgment given. It's like you know, I'm I'm just one of them ones. I'm like going, huh? What was that? A bump? Did, did we hit a duck? What? Yeah, you know. So uh, so one thing about this show, it always had like humor to it, and uh, from. From what I saw was the, the character wasn't written with humor. David Duchovny kind of brought the humor to the show. Uh, you know, like when he says nothing but down here, but the FBI is most unwanted mm. uh, and, uh, you know, different lines that he, you know, would say throughout the show. So uh, just in this episode, what do you guys think about not only the Mulder Scully dynamic, but the way that Mulder kind of navigated with the uh, law enforcement and and even talking to witnesses, uh, we'll start off with uh, you, Tori. I, I loved the dynamic between Mulder and Scully. They fed off each other like like <clears throat> cake and butter. Like <laughs> you know, like they were they're they're very intertwined, and they their their energies definitely meshed well. Definitely, like their oh. their uh, mm -hmm. their energy levels. You know, like so neither one of them seem to have a power struggle with being the lead you know what i mean like it was it was always just kind of because motor was there first it was always kind of his game and later episodes scully kind of i don't know like shows her own shows her ass a little bit she's she like comes into her character but for now Mulder's in charge and she's okay with that and that's cool and i think that uh the way that they are in this episode, he, he already, he's already like, he's jaded, you know, he's already jaded. He's already snarky. He's already, you know, uh, not given up at all, but more like, uh, find, he found his groove. And so now that she came in and kind of changed all that, like, Oh, you know, and how he, he navigated with the law enforcement is, is very un unorthodox for FBI to do. Usually they come in and they take over everything. But in this episode especially, he kind of let them do their own thing. He didn't really like, until they started doing stuff that he, they weren't supposed to, he didn't really like uh, flex his muscles like he should have, you know? Mm. 
Um, yeah, that that's interesting that you say that. Uh, and yeah, he did kind of. He didn't just do like you see in a lot of movies or TV shows where the FBI comes in and kind of like dicks. You know, they yeah, he did kind of just gently assert himself in a way. Um, by a show of hands, and Olaf, you can just say your hands raised or not raised. Uh, does any of us believe in uh, the existence of extraterrestrials? No. Oh. Um, Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because I am one. Uh, <laughs> I, I, okay, I'm just, from another world, so yes. <laughs> just like, just so that you know, um, I at that time, there's nothing you could have told me that they didn't exist, and I'm not saying they don't exist uh, now. Uh, I'm just saying that I'm not a hun I'm not as sure as I once was. Like there was a time where I just believed it a hundred percent, you know, it was, it was true. Now. I don't know. I really don't know. You know, uh, I've seen stuff that, uh, you know, accounts and whatnot that seem legitimate and whatnot. And look, but then, you know, it's like, we never seen, uh, we never seen like on Hollywood Boulevard, a ship just <laughs> land, you know? So part of me is like, you know, like when when we're gonna get that smoking gun, you know? So uh, I don't know. So uh, Renee, what? Have you ever been a believer? No. Well, I guess when maybe when I was little, just because I'm like, you question everything, so you maybe kind of have a belief in a lot of things that you don't know. You're you're curious, but mm -hmm. as an adult, no, I don't. I don't think it's real. But I think all of the shows and movies I've seen that are this genre I like for whatever reason. So yeah, I think they're, you know, they always they always have good stories and they, I think they go on longer than a lot of the other types of uh shows. So mm -hmm. my, my question is why are the aliens always probing people's anus? Like <laughs> what's that about? What is that about? <laughs> Like, like you would think their yeah, technology. Like, what are they looking for? Yeah, are they, are they just intergalactic? Yeah, are they intergalactic freaks? Like what? What's, it's like you would think they're they they have such great um, technology that they can travel throughout the universe, but then but they want our booty. Yeah, but, oh, but yeah, the only way we could the only way we could test you is we got to ram this thing up your butt. But you guys, you guys. They said the government said they came out and said there are UFOs. They came out and said this year, last year, last year. Yeah, they were like, "Yeah, okay, we, you got us," you know. <laughs> and we're like, "Yes, we finally did it. You know? <laughs> we made it. We made it." We made remember, it. remember, they were gonna storm. I think it was Area Fifty One or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, and they yeah, were like. And the government's like, you don't want to do that. Like, we no. shoot. We're okay, gonna how, shoot. How real we say it is? And like fourteen people mass showed up. Yeah, like, like yeah. twelve people showed up, and everybody's like, yeah. 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 Everybody's like, yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, if you do that, you will die. Like we're not, we're not playing. I think like a hundred, like a million people RSVP to that event too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. So another thing too, which I think it, it, it's a iconic visual. Uh, if you are a fan of the show, uh, in this pilot, there's a couple of iconic visuals in this show. And, um, uh, I remember when I first saw this, um, thinking like, wow, this is crazy. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, in the casket. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. WTF. Yes. <laughs> I, I remember I was like, oh my God, like what the heck is going on here? Uh, and you know, we never really got what it exactly was. But um, I remember this visual, like, just going, like, you know, it was so bizarre. So, uh, and, you know, she was like, and I love Scully. I mean, it could literally be a green man floating 
And she'll be like, uh, maybe it's a, a squirrel. <laughs> She's never convinced. She's like, like, that would be me, though. I'm like, no. <laughs> giant spaceship. Oh, no, it's a Cadillac. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I like how the the um the thing they that was that ripped when the casket fell. That, oh, yeah. I'm like, was it shoddy? Like they couldn't find any, you know, something sturdier. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it just kind of. Yeah, just... You know, I'm I'm sorry. You, when you put that around the casket, you couldn't tell that the strap was right. frayed. Like on, <laughs> really? Boy, OSHA should be all over you. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, right. And, uh, from from and, somebody who's, who's used to doing rigging, rigging and stuff, to lift mm-hmm. things, and like going, "Yeah, that strap would have never been used." Yeah. <laughs> right. oh, 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 for some reason, it doesn't show who this Facebook user's name is. Uh, if you can put uh, who you are, if 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 we know you <laughs> or not, it just says Facebook user. So just put your name, please. If if you don't have to, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. That was definitely shoddy. Um, and uh, what do you guys think about this town? You know, uh, obviously there's a lot going on there. There's a lot hiding. There's uh, uh, the family there is, the, I mean, the different families are definitely hiding something uh, in this town. Uh, I love yeah. Great, great shot too, by the way. Um, you know this guy right there and um so what do you guys think about uh we'll start for you olaf what would you think about the the town that they were investigating you know it's like one of them little backwater towns that you know uh it's like what uh kind of like you know like vegas you know what what happens in vegas stays in vegas well what happens in that town stays in that town <laughs> right and you know you've got the metal medical examiner that's saying oh there's nothing wrong with these uh unknown cause of death and i'm like you know what it was because you were mm-hmm. it's like because your buddies uh you know uh, no it's yeah it's kind of like like i said little looks like backwater towns that yeah you don't want to go you don't want to go mm-hmm. there at night you don't want to go there at night because you may not come out <laughs> right right <laughs> right and and uh, another question are these mosquito bites i don't know Remember the boy had moles to me. Yeah, yeah. But, like the other. But look yeah. at the look at the position of where they're at, and there's three of them. At, you know, there's three of them, and they're more towards the center of the back than they are to the off to the you know right hand side of the back, and they're mm-hmm. smaller. Yeah, I don't know because remember the guy the 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 uh, kid had them too. So well, they all had them, but. Yeah. yeah, and then the, had, I think what had, the girls was like were more red. I think at the beginning, right. so right. maybe. Right. Well, maybe they were they were bite. they were fresher. <laughs> well, yeah. So, <laughs> I thought it was a little weird that he stayed so long down there looking at them. Like, <laughs> well, you know, he was down there he was examining at, Tori. He Come was on. examining the the bites no. in her butt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think he was doing being a great guy. What are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on now. I mean, she she did come in his room and then you know I was I mean, like, they just yeah. barely met yeah. and you know and, <laughs> and she yeah. had to show her whole everything. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. She's a little bite. <laughs> yeah. I love the candle too, by the way. Uh, yeah, because oh the power, yeah, the power, right. the power just happens to go out and right. Makes it, yeah. Okay. So, what do you do when the power goes out? Oh, I'm going to go take a shower. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take a shower by candlelight. Oh my God! What's that on my back? Yeah. And um, for those who don't know, uh, the big thing on the show was will they or will they not hook up with each other? And they eventually mm. did. And it was like way late in the game, and uh, they uh, had a child named William because uh, uh, Fox's first name is William. So. Uh, so that was they did eventually did hook up. So, and but I, I'll get into a little bit more of that as we go along. Um, but yeah, I I thought that was a great scene too. And then she hugs him afterwards, you know. And yeah. uh, so so then um, they get to one of the the big things about this show is uh, Mulder's backstory is that his sister was abducted when he was a mm-hmm. child. 
uh, around the same time as uh, I mean, uh, he was he was there. They didn't take him, but they took her. And that was a big part of the show. And they introduced this in this scene. Uh, we'll start off with you, Renee. What do you think about his story about uh, his sister being abducted, his little sister? Oh, poor little sister. I mean, I, I like how they were able to weave his story in there. So you kind of see maybe the softer side of him because he's, you know, he is the leader in um, figuring out these X files or cases or whatever you call them. So I, I always enjoy when you get to learn about a character. Um, these type of moments when you have when you get to learn about a character. Yeah. What, what about you, Tori? When, when Mulder, uh, you're on mute too, when Mulder uh, um, starts talking about his uh, sister that was abducted. I thought it was a good story. It was very, uh, it showed his empathy to finding the truth. I think that really is what motivates him to mm -hmm. to continue on with these strange cases. I'm sure he, could, he would get a little bit burnt out, but that seems to be the flame under his ass to keep going. And I think that's a great homage to his sister. Um, and I think that he wants justice for her. He really wants justice. He really wants to find out the truth of what happened to her. And that that dedication shows in everything that he does during mm -hmm. the whole during the whole series, really. Right. And um, just I'm not, I guess I won't spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but it is it's not until the seventh season when you really get what happened to his sister. And as someone who was uh, a big time fan of the show, um, a big time fan of the show, that moment when you find out what happened, like everything that happened with that was so moving. It was like, oh man, it was like, it was actually, you know, I mean, I didn't cry, but it was like, oh wow. Like it was, it was, it was pretty moving. Uh, when you find out exactly what happened. And it was unexpected, too. Like, the way they did it, you didn't think you were about to find out, you know, the biggest, you know, story plot point of the show, what happened to his sister. And so the way they did it was like, oh, wow. Oh, they're answering it. You know, like, oh, wow. You know, so, uh, you know, it was it was a great <laughs> moment. So I won't, I won't say what happened to her, but... Uh, it was very definitely uh, interesting the way that how that all played out. Um, okay, so there's a lot going on in this town. We've we've already established that, and uh, these kids are definitely going through some some ish. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, um, I think that one thing that we saw in this episode is how. Mulder and Scully, yes, they're law enforcement, but they they are compassionate. You know, they did have compassion, and they really were trying to help the kids. You know, and it's evident in their dynamic. You know, in this, you know, one of the scenes, right? Uh, so let me ask you guys this question: Based on what you've seen in this episode, as far as the Mulder Scully dynamic and whatnot. Um, how would you rate it as far as, uh, you know, how would you rate what you've seen in this episode? Uh, we'll start with Renee, because I think uh, you said you hadn't seen it much. So mm -hmm. based on what you've seen, how would you rate like their, their back and forth and, you know, the whole thing? I know it was just the first episode. but Yeah, I mean, I guess because you, what she was, sent to do at the beginning um it was i guess you know toward, as the episode went on she seemed more trusting of him mm -hmm. so then you could kind of see how they they trusted each other or they you know worked well together and it was early on so um i don't know how often that happens like that if, especially that type of role if you have a new partner you're not necessarily as trusting or as inviting to um, to be that close or to work that well with the person. I think it's, it takes a little longer. Have you ever worked with somebody uh, on one of the jobs you've had where you felt like a real good kinship like that, you know? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. one of my best friends actually. We I think we clicked right away for whatever reason, and uh, we just kind of got each other. Like we would do words of the day just based on what people would say. So I think yeah, I I could relate to that type <laughs> of relationship happening early, but I think a lot of times it doesn't happen that quick, you know, at work. Did you have her check in your back uh, via candlelight for uh, mosquito bites? No. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all weren't that close. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what about you, Olaf? What would you say about the Mulder Scully dynamic uh, in this episode? How well, it's like, well, and there's uh, when you, when they first meet, uh, in other words, you know, she's go- goes into the her boss's office and says, "Oh yeah, Mulder is," and tells all about Mulder. And then she goes down to where he's at, walks in, and and he and you know he makes the comment of like this is the where the worst FBI agents are at. Or uh, forget the comment, but he's sitting there. They're talking, and he pulls out, you know, starts digging through the papers, pulls out a paper that she wrote. Uh, as her thesis or something, you know, right. Yeah. And uh, you're, it's like, oh yeah, you're, uh, you're Dana Scully. And then it's like, and just rattles off. And it's just to him, it's like, oh, so you're the person it's, there's no, you don't really see any, uh, you know, animosity or anything between them or like, oh, you're here to spy on me because he already knew what she was there for. He said, yeah, you're here to report on me and, and let them know what I'm doing and all that. So it was kind of like going, okay, I know what you're doing. No big deal. I'm going to yeah. do my thing, you know? So uh, I thought that was a really good dynamic to start off with that, you know, they kind of both already know where they're at there. There's no like trying to figure out what the other person is or how, how they're going to be. They already both know. So I think right. that makes a good dynamic to start with. Was anybody surprised about uh, that he was the one that was doing everything, the guy in the coma? I mean, yeah, a little bit. I was a little bit. It was it was looking back on the episode, like when I first saw the episode, I was surprised. I've seen it before, so rewatching again was like, oh yeah, I saw the clues beforehand. But it was a good <laughs> twist. It was a good plot twist. Right. Yeah, I thought that was really good. That was really cool. Um, I, I was surprised that it turned out to be him. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of maybe halfway through or as I got closer to the end of the episode, you're, I mean, kind of thinking, well, something's not quite right with this situation because the the girl that was, you know, sitting by his bed reading to him, it's like he wants me to read to him and all that. You know, then yeah. she's, she's in a wheelchair and then... You know, right before she goes crazy, <laughs> she goes, she goes crazy and is on the floor. And she can't walk. And then all of a sudden, they you know, Mulder gets a phone call that she's dead. And you know, they hear you hear the truck driver going, "Well, she ran out in front of me." Okay, she's confined to a wheelchair, <laughs> but she ran out. Yeah, yeah. And oh. that's all around Billy because she was like, "Billy wants me here," I, and so you start seeing a connection between the two more than just him being in a coma. I I think that a hospital, either some alien stuff is at work at play or they really misdiagnosed these people badly. (laughs) Very badly. Especially when he's been there four years. I mean, he's been there four years as a living. We didn't know he was an alien. Right. What? Now, has, has anyone seen the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yes, I just watched that the other night. Right. Right. Now, do you remember the ending of it, you guys? The very end. No. The very, very tiny. This was definitely an homage. The scene where, yeah, uh, yep. where he puts the uh, oh yeah the thing. Uh, you know, they, they. I know this was an homage to uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. And uh, I love how you know. I love that. That is such an iconic uh, ending to it. You know. Um, it ends like that. Uh, wait, hold on a second. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I don't want to get dinged for uh, copyright. So, um, and then you find out it was a Pentagon. Yeah. 
pretty pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool all right so um overall um good i thought you know i thought it was a great episode is it the best episode of the series not by not at all but i thought it did a great job of just establishing the show and what it is and you know obviously the show gets better and better the, the score i thought was great uh and the visuals were really nice and uh if you think about it you know there was no show like that as far as the look and everything and i thought it was pretty good really really good stuff so uh i thought it held up pretty well you guys agree that it held up pretty well? yeah i agree all right so i'm gonna tell you a quick story so um uh so they made a movie uh they made two movies but the first movie was called fight the future and it it aired in between the fifth and sixth season right so you had to watch the fifth season and then after the fifth season like a month later it came out in the theaters right and i'm a huge fan at this point and i you know i had the laser disc and at the beginning of the laser disc uh Chris Carter, who created the show, pops up on, pops up, right? So I knew what he looked like. And I, I watched a lot of behind the scenes with the show and I knew what his executive producer looked like, a guy named Frank Spotnitz. So um, the fifth season was at the very end. It hadn't ended yet. And in about a month or two, the, uh, the movie was coming out. And I was so excited about this movie. So I worked at a movie theater at this point, right? So I come into work and I'm walking, it's like a little walk to get to the um to the theater. Like it's in a um in a mall, in a mini mall. And I see Chris Carter and Frank Spotnitz, the uh the executive producers, and they're standing in front of the theater, right? So mind you. I'm for one of the few people that knew what the guy looked like. You know, like now I think people know a little bit better who these people are. But back then, it was like, unless you were a diehard fan, you probably didn't know who who this guy was. And I recognized him right away, right? So I walked past them, and they were talking to a bunch of guys in suits. Uh, not, not I don't think they were the uh, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> so I go in the theater, and I go to a friend of mine, and I'm like... Um, and he knew too, right? He was like me, he was a big fan. And I was like, do you know the creator of the X-Files is outside? And then he goes, uh, he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're premiering the movie. I mean, not premiering the movie, they're having a secret screening of the film that doesn't come out for two two months. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm bugging out, right? <laughs> so they had rented one of the theaters and then they had an usher they had like a couple of ushers who were designated and I was one of them to, cause they were not going to sit in line. Right. So they were going to have um, us bring them stuff. They were going to like order like a, almost like a restaurant, like, you know, what do you want? Some popcorn, whatever. And we would go get it and bring it back to them. Right. So I was one of the people that were picked. Right. And they, the way they had it, cause there was, there was a lot of like secrecy about it. So they had their own projectionists. They had the film under armed guard. Literally, the guy had a uh, had the the case, and he had it handcuffed to him. <laughs> and it, wow! And it, and it was like an armed guard outside of the projection booth. All right, that's how much it was like secrecy, right? So I had to go into the theater while the movie's playing, and take orders or whatever, you know, which is kind of funny during the movie. Like, hey, so what do you want? You know, during the movie. So it, and it was it was a, they were screening it for the Fox execs, right? So I'm a huge fan, and I want to see the movie in the proper context. I don't even I don't want to be spoiled at all. I want to see the fifth season and then see the movie, right? So I'm going to the theater and I'm just like trying not to look, <laughs> right? Because part of me wants to see it, right? But I'm trying not to look. So I'm about to take an order and I'm trying not to look at the screen. And one of the execs says, oh, oh, you can, I don't, we don't, you can look at the screen. It's okay. Like, cause he saw me hiding, you know? And I said, I'm a huge fan and I just don't want to be spoiled. Like, I don't want to be spoiled. I want to see it, you know, properly. Right. And then the exec said, Hey, hold on a minute. And he gets another executive and he says, 
say what you just said to him. And I was like, um, I'm a fan of the show and I don't want to be spoiled. See, what happened was the execs, a lot of them didn't understand how popular the show was and how the fandom was for the show. So he was using me as an example. It's like, this is going to be a big hit. Look at this guy. He, you know, he's such a fan, you know, like, so they use me as an example to try to, because, you know, if you don't know, you don't know, right? It's like, yeah. you don't understand. So I, so that's what, you know, And but he, they were telling me I didn't have to, you know, they thought at first I was hiding my face because of all the security, like maybe I'd get in trouble for looking. <laughs> but it, but it, but it was more so. I just didn't want to be spoiled because I wanted to see the movie, and um, so that's what that happened, and it was pretty cool. Uh, but it was I'd never seen that before where it was that much secrecy, and the movie came out. The movie was awesome. Uh, actually, I like the movie even more now. I, I seen it uh, recently, like maybe last year or something, and I I, I watched it on my big screen, and uh, and uh, it. It's the movie holds up very well. I actually appreciate it even more so now. But uh the TV show was great. I love the show. There's so many great moments on the show. Uh there was some, you know, I, I felt like it had the biggest um like when it was great, it was super great. But then unlike like okay, like give you an example, Law and Order is usually really great or pretty good. It's usually yeah. never like terrible, right? Uh, like like shows like ER, usually they're not terrible episodes. They're usually, yeah. you know, uh, they're pretty consistent. The the thing about the X Files though, their ceiling was really high, but then they had some episodes that were god awful, you know. So there were yeah. some. There, <laughs> there, there were, were low some, points. There yeah, were low points. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, there's some episodes we don't talk about it. You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but overall, though, when it was great, it was super great. And they had two types of shows. They had the mythology episodes that furthered the story about Mulder and his sister and the aliens. Then they had what they called Monster of the Week episodes, which were standalone episodes that were about, you know, uh, you know, some monster or some, you know, some thing that was going on. Um, so. I remember the show very well, and uh, my favorite episode was a, uh, was um, an episode called uh, Jose Chung's From Outer Space, and it starred Charles Nelson Riley, and it was it it has one of the greatest openings, where it's like these um, this couple is like in a car making out. I believe they're making out on the road in the middle of nowhere, and these two aliens come out and they come out of nowhere and they're trying to get into their car and uh the, the couple is like freaking out right and then all of a sudden a spaceship comes out of nowhere and the aliens look at the spaceship and they look at each other and one says oh shit <laughs> like it's great opening and it's it's a terrific episode it's my favorite episode and then there's one other one written by the writ the the guy who wrote that episode wrote an episode uh, i'm sorry the guy who wrote um uh the show breaking bad that his first job was on his name is vince gilligan he was a yeah, staff writer great, great he was one of, the, one of the great writers on the x-files um, he wrote an episode called Small Potatoes, which is a classic. It's this episode where Mulder and Scully um, are investigating all these babies that are born with tails, and they're trying uh, to figure yeah. out they're trying to figure out what um, what what happened, right? And um, so they're interviewing these people, and they can't figure out what it is. And one woman um, that you know she just had her baby, and uh, and it has a great opening where uh, this woman gives birth and then they're like, the, everybody, like the, the hospital staff is like tripping out and then they, they take the baby off to the side and they're like, it's happened again. And they hold the baby up and you see his tail flapping <laughs> on the baby, right? <laughs> and um, so this episode, um, they ask, they ask the, uh, they find out that most of the women that are having the tail babies, they were inseminated uh, at a uh, at a clinic, right? But there was one woman. She she didn't get inseminated, 
So they ask her, you know, she they said, well, you know, she was kind of a crazy woman. And they ask her, well, who's the father of the baby? She says the father is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> they're like, what? And they said, yeah, Luke Skywalker, who she's obsessed with Luke Skywalker, came and, you know, one <laughs> night and made love to me. And he's the father. And they're like, she's crazy, right? So as Mulder and Scully is walking through the um, through the uh, the hospital or no the clinic because they're thinking they must have used the same DNA or something right at the clinic uh, they notice this janitor is acting weird so Mulder chases the janitor and tackles him and then he pulls his pants his like he pulls his pants down a little bit and you see that he had like a a tail stump tail. Like, he, he tail. <laughs> so now they figured that somehow this guy somehow this guy is the father right they can't figure <laughs> out how so they find out that a guy can morph into anybody he can change his face <laughs> and, and everything so that's how wow. he impregnated the girl it's actually kind of creepy he basically raped the girl as luke skywalker wow. uh, and uh, that's how he you know was able to impregnate her and then she was posing as these women who were trying to get inseminated his husband and uh because he could make himself look like anybody and that's how he made all these babies so Mulder and this guy gets into this scuffle, right? And then it kind of ends and the, they, the guy gets away and then Mulder and Scully go back to D.C. And um, I'm telling the whole story, but who cares? And, uh, so, so, uh, so at this point, Mulder and Scully never hooked up, right? Was I was like just about to seasons. watch this episode. Thanks. So, uh, so uh, Spoiler alert. So Mulder, Mulder's acting kind of weird, right? So Mulder calls Skelly up and he's like, hey, can I come over? And it, which never happens, right? And he brings a bottle of wine and Scully's looking at him weird. And then and he's like making sure she drinks a lot of wine. And then he goes, um, so then um, then they're all, they're sitting on the couch and they, he leans in for a kiss. And Scully's like, you know, because mind you, they had, they'd not even come close to hooking up. And right as he's about to kiss Scully, the door kicked open and it's Mulder, the real Mulder. And then, he, <laughs> and then, and then she's looking like, wait, what the hell? And it's so funny because when Mulder kicks in the door, he sees himself about to kiss her and he's like, wait a minute, what the hell? <laughs> and then she goes, uh, and then she goes, um, so it's so funny. So then uh, the guy morphs into his regular self and he's like, you know, so, so, uh, so they arrest Surprise. him. They arrest him, and the guy's like a real nerdy type guy. So, the, and it's a great scene, and I've used this line many times. Um, so Mulder visits him in, in, in prison, and they've done something where he can't change himself anymore. And he's talking to him through glass, and the guy's like, the guy's uh, like, uh, you know, they have like this last moment. And he says, the guy says to Mulder, I don't get you. He's like, uh, you should live a little. You live like when I was you for a minute, you lived like this real boring, sad <laughs> existence. And he says, he says, I'm a nerd by birth. You made yourself into a nerd. Like, you know, like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's giving him advice. Like, live a little. Like, you're you're a handsome guy. Why are you living like a nerd? Like, you know, this, mm. you know. And then, you know, it's, I thought it was a it's a great episode. So mm. but um anyway, so uh this you know the staff was great they had the guys who created final destination were worked on the show the people that created uh that were big on 24 homeland like uh they had rock stars all through that that crew so you you see why the show was so popular but that's my x-files story uh i am going to uh start off with um tori how can we get you in social media, you can see I'm trying to uh, uh, get time. Uh, how can we get you in social media? And what should we be on the lookout for? Okay, so on uh, every Thursday night, I join our friend Jen and we talk about, um, it's called the movie Potluck, where we talk about a movie and we pair it with a uh, food. And the, this week's episode is historical epic. So we'll be talking about Movies like Titanic and um, Gettysburg and stuff like that. Um, and then you have my show on Friday nights at 9 called The Infectious Geek. It's about all things geeky. You can get me at Rush Tori on Instagram or at Tori Rush on Facebook. 
and um you can get all of my past episodes and all the episodes I do with Kinte at theindieradio.com. That's theindieradio.com. Uh, you might want to change your name from Rush Tory because they may think that's a command. <laughs> <laughs> hurry up, hurry when up. They ru- hurry when they run, when they see you on the street and they rush you, they be like, "You said Rush Tory." <laughs> Damn it! Tory <laughs> <Sorted> again. <laughs> all right, so Renee, uh, um, how can we get you in social media and all that good stuff? I know you you made a change to your website, so. Uh, yeah, my pen soul writes or S O U L uh right. Okay. Uh Instagram, WordPress and or RDC art by design. So yeah, and oh. I have a children's book. I'm finishing up illustration for that. So hopefully in a month I'll be done with that. The third one. So yeah. All right, all right, all right. So that means me and Olaf can read it. There you just go. for you. I made it just for you. All right. <laughs> so it's all got right. a, so it's got a lot of pictures and not a whole and lot of words. words yeah. Ah, awesome. Words, yes. Yeah. Right. You know, I threw myself and Olaf under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a team uh-huh. effort. Right. Right. It, 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 you know, it's nice to have company under the bus every once in a while. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and how can we get you, Olaf? Well, you can follow me on on Facebook. Uh, it's like at Olaf Barbosa. But as I always say, don't follow too close because I do get nervous and I do have an itchy trigger finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been waiting all show I to do that. that. <laughs> all show. Right. Good, you know what? If good. we had God on the if we had God on the show. <laughs> and he said, I, and and I may, you know, strike you with lightning, and then <laughs> oh, you, know, <laughs> you would have to change your tagline. <laughs> That'd be funny. That would be funny. Uh, and of course, you can get me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson, F E R G E R S O N on Instagram. Of course, the website is theindyradio.com. That's the I N D Y radio. Com. And uh, of course, uh, next week our shows will be The Office. You guys excited about that? Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right. Yeah. And The Sopranos. I woke up this morning and got myself a gun. So, you know, Olaf is like every morning I got my <laughs> there's one laying on my desk right now so. hey, I love it I love it uh, you guys have a great rest of your week and God bless thanks for watching, thanks for watching. Bye.